Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Ivy League University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill has resigned after her embarrassing comments about anti-Semitism in front of Congress. We interview General <coughs> from the Israeli Army, Amir Avivi, and Dr. Anthony Harper has the story. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. The University of Pennsylvania Ivy League President Liz McGill has resigned after a scandal where she fumbled her response in Congress appearing to endorse anti-Semitism and uh, at least refusing to denounce the calls for genocide against Jews. That's happening on her campus and other Ivy League campuses. These liberal woke protesters are now under fire. And since Liz McGill has apparently defended them, well, we'll let you see the comments, but also Scott Bach has resigned. He is the chair of the Board of Trustees and here is the website uh, statement from the university itself. I write to share that President Liz McGill has voluntarily tendered her resignation as president of the University of Pennsylvania, although she will stay on as a tenured professor of law. Let's now roll the clip where they were grilled in the congressional hearing by uh, United States Congressman Elise Stefanik. Does M at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated of, as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So there you saw Elise Stefanik, who is defending the Jewish people, pro-Israel like we are. And the embarrassing answer from Liz McGill, not really sure if genocide is like harassment or calls for genocide, 
okay, there's a difference between speech and physical harassment, we get that, but we cannot support calls for death because that crosses the line and ought to be a violation of the University of Penn's uh, obvious uh, rules against anti-Semitism not being enforced. That's why Liz McGill resigned. Elise Stefanik was triumphant after having grilled uh, the <clears throat> members and, and the Congresswoman said the following, quote, one down, two to go. In other words, other IVs ought to resign also. This is only the very beginning of the pervasive rot of anti-Semitism that has destroyed the most prestigious higher education institutions in America end quote. Let's take a moment and discern the spirits. In this story, we see human actors. We see the president of the university, we see the congresswoman, they're having this verbal altercation. And behind the scenes, there are non-human spirits, the spirit of God, the spirit of angels and demons. How do you see those? We can see them through the lens of biblical morality as God calls us to bless the Jewish people. For example, if you're Liz McGill and you're there on the scene and you're thinking in that moment of, of having to answer a difficult question, the voice of God might be telling you, bless Israel, stand with my people. God, the, the God of the Bible chose Abraham, chose to bless. In fact, here's what the Bible says in Genesis 12. God says to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Instead of listening to God, Liz McGill listens to the demon who says, I hate the Jewish people. Let's go ahead and call for their genocide or at least not oppose those who do. And because you listen to the demon, Liz, it cost you your job. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Anthony Harper has an interview with an Israeli general with an update on the war. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus taught the parable about sowing the seed, and you don't want it wasted. You want it to grow with 30, 60, 100 fold for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you three mission areas that we're doing here at Pray in Jesus Name. I think our charity does more with less than any other charity I know. We are fertile seed. For example, number one, we pray in millions of television homes every day or every weekend on eight networks, we have 2.5 billion home TV impressions every month. The second area, we feed orphans and children. In some of the poorest slums overseas, we're building a new vocational school, we're digging wells, and we're serving the poor when you give to pray in Jesus' name. Number three, we defend religious freedom, especially for our troops and our chaplains. We've now helped send five million petitions to Congress We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and four times in federal law. You know my story as a former Navy chaplain, standing up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and defending religious freedom. Would you donate today? In fact, we want you to come up monthly pledge sponsor. When you visit PrayInJesusName.org, on the right side, click the monthly pledge sponsor button at PrayInJesusName.org. Your monthly gift will help change the world in Jesus' name. I'm Dr. Chaps. We want you to sign a petition today to stand with Israel. They are under such attack with Arabs and Muslims killing Jews, but here is the Bible territory that God promised to the Israeli and Jewish people. 
even in 1993, in the Oslo Accords, Yasser Arafat agreed, these are the current borders of Israel and it's their land. Let's sign that petition, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org, sign it today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our White House correspondent, Dr. Anthony Harper, recently did a video interview remotely to Israel. And there was an Israeli general, Brigadier General, who gave us an update on the status of the war. Welcome to the program, Dr. Anthony Harper. Uh, Anthony, how did you meet this general? And go ahead and introduce this video clip. Okay, I was originally introduced to a Brigadier General on the RDV through uh, Newsreel, the Israel News Service had a report for. So uh, this Brigadier General is uh, giving us an update on the war uh, effort in Gaza about what is happening. And he's with uh, Israel Defense Security Forum, idsf.org.il. And uh, so this is my interview with him while he is roving, he's driving in Israel. Let's go ahead and roll that clip. Dr. Anthony Harper here, blessed to be with General uh, Amir Avivi, uh, uh, retired from, uh, you're also uh, connected to the Is Israel Defense Force in some way? I'm, uh, I'm uh, retired from the Israeli Defense Forces, uh, but still uh, in active uh, reserve duty. And I'm the chairman and founder of IDSF, Israel's Defense and Security Forum. Just comprised of more than 20,000 Israeli retired and reserve officers and uh, commanders and operators. All of them promoting Israel's security, looking ahead for generations to come. And of course, for more information that people can learn from your website, which is what? What is your website? IDSF. Yeah, IDSF.org.il. Okay. Well, so there are several questions. I know a lot of people are concerned about what's happening with, with Israel and this attack that, that happened on October 7th uh, by Hamas. Uh, so I wanted to ask about what is your response to uh, the UN Security Council members and others that are calling for a ceasefire? So basically calling for a ceasefire is calling for Israel to surrender to Hamas do not uh, achieve the goals of war, which are uh, eradicating Hamas, destroying Hamas, and not enabling the existence of a terror organization like that uh, on the other side of the border. So on one hand, we see the European Union, for example, passing a clear resolution saying that Hamas needs to be destroyed. On the other hand, Many countries voted for a ceasefire, which means Hamas is not going to be destroyed. So basically, this uh, doesn't make sense, and it's a good opportunity to thank the United States for the veto and making sure that Israel can continue to achieve the goals of war. And this is destroying Hamas. It's, I know it's a very disturbing uh, for for me in Israel about about this uh, this actually is insensitivity issue, and along with this, what is your response to those that are calling Israel an illegal occupier? Uh, and uh, they're siding with Hamas as resistance fighters in, in this overall rise of anti-Semitism. So let's start by saying that we are the people of Israel, and this is the land of Israel. 
cannot be occupiers in our own land. Now, talking about Hamas specifically, um, Israel basically disengaged from the Gaza Strip in 2005. We handed the whole Gaza Strip to the Palestinians to give them a chance to build a, for themselves a future. The Palestinians following that chose Hamas to lead them, a terror organization. And this terror organization has indoctrinized the whole society. It used all of its resources to build a huge terror army and infrastructure. And unprovoked, on the 7th of October, they butchered more than 1,200 Israelis. They burned people alive. They raped women. They decapitated children, babies. And this is something that we cannot accept. And there is only one answer to such atrocities. And this is the complete destruction of this evil terror Nazi organization. You know, uh, Alan Dershowitz, just a very famed attorney from Harvard, recently referred to this rise of anti-Semitism on the college campuses here in the U.S., and reminding him of the Hitler Youth. Had you heard about that? Any, any comments about uh, how this similarities be with this and the Hitler Youth? I think that uh, everybody in Israel was shocked and surprised to hear the leading universities, the leading uh, leaders of the universities in the U.S. saying that calling for the complete destruction of the Jewish people is not something that is against, uh, you know, their policies, or it's a matter of context. So I think something very, very wrong is going on in the leading universities in the U.S., and not only in the leading universities. It's something that the American people must address, and American leaders and change that. This is endangering Jews everywhere in the U.S. There's so much really concern about this, uh, this uh, Jew hatred that is happening around the world. And, and I also th think about Russia's uh, recently condemning Israel for plans to flood the t t tunnels in Gaza with seawater. You've heard about that. Yes, I think that, uh, by the way, my organization, IDSF, we wrote a report about the way Russia is handling itself around the, the attack of the their embassy asked to, to meet with us. We met with the Russian ambassador and discussed uh, Russian policies. Uh, we knew better relations with Russia. I really hope that Russia will change the way it looks uh, at this war and will stand uh, with Israel as any decent country should when you are faced with evil. I know it is, it's disturbing in so many areas about uh, this rise, as I mentioned, of, of anti-Semitism that is coming from around the world. What is your response to that uh, UNRWA teacher that was holding someone captive in the UNRWA school, that UN agency school in the Gaza? 
So UNRWA basically the organization that try, tries to perpetuate a refugee status of Palestinians. Their education system teaches hate towards Jews and towards Israelis. Hamas, in cooperation with them, is using their own sites for uh, the buildup of uh, terror. And I think that if there is one thing we need to make sure the day after this war is to close UNRWA. UNRWA is an organization that only promotes hate and then endangers Israel. So I think that anybody who wants a different Palestinian society must understand that UNRWA is not the solution. UNRWA is the problem. Uh, along with this, uh, that we've heard, I've heard reports about uh, weapons being stored in the UNRWA schools, Hamas storing weapons there. You've heard that as well. Yeah, definitely. We have seen Hamas storing uh, weapons in mosques, in UNRWA schools, in other civilian places, in hospitals. The hospitals were full, full of military infrastructure, all of them. And this is Hamas. This is how they operate. And uh, this is something that the IDF is uncovering every day that we're operating uh, in Gaza. We have seen also weapons in kindergartens. We've seen weapons inside dolls, inside teddy bears. Um, there is nothing Hamas would, would, would stop at doing. They're, they're basically using every civil infrastructure existence in order to promote terror uh, and endanger Israel. You know, uh, General Vivi, many Christians are praying for Israel and praying for, for help for uh, Israel to get through this uh, very difficult, very painful time. And how have Christians, or how have you seen Christians being a help to Israel? Well, we've seen uh, Christian communities coming to Israel to assist, to assist our farmers, uh, donating uh, money uh, in order to help communities who are displaced uh, and uh, also uh, response teams in the different towns. And definitely to, there is a need in such a big war, a war that is going to last a long, long time. There is definitely need uh, for assistance uh, to really strengthen the Israeli society and help us win, win the decisive in the south, but also in the north and also in the east, in Judean Samaria. There are many, many challenges around us, and this is definitely going to be a long war. Hello, my name is Amira Bibi, and I'm the founder and CEO of IDSF Abitronistim. 73 years ago, the modern state of Israel was founded. Against all odds, and despite the best efforts of the Arab countries and naysayers across the globe, we, the Jewish people, established a modern Jewish democracy in our ancestral homeland. Let me ask you a simple question. Why have the Palestinians not been successful in establishing their own state? The United Nations partition plan handed an Arab state on a silver platter, but the Arabs rejected it. They chose not to declare statehood. They repeatedly refused statehood as recently as in 2000 and 2008. They were offered Gaza, almost all of Judea and Samaria, parts of Jerusalem, all rejected. 
Israeli prime ministers were willing to dissect and destroy the biblical heartland of the state of Israel in the name of peace. But all these efforts were rejected. The world likes to point a finger at Israel and call us occupiers. They say that we are denying rights, denying statehood to our people. It's not true. Denying the fact that the land of Israel is our ancestral land won't solve the problem. As a retired brigadier general in the Israeli army, I can tell you how happy I would be if the Palestinians successfully build a state. Do you know how many lives are put in harm's way every day and how many billions of dollars are spent because they refuse to create their own normal state? But the Palestinians refuse to build a state. They would rather devote their efforts to destroying the one Jewish state than have a state of their own. So what is the solution? Peace is important. We want peace. We pray for peace. But dividing up the land of Israel will not bring peace. We have 73 years of proof. But there is a thought. Israel is the home of innovation, technology, developed in Israel improved lives around the world. We're in the business of exporting great ideas and great minds, from drip irrigation to microprocessors to cancer research. We're cutting edge. So why don't we have any new ideas when it comes to solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? Well, there are in fact new ideas. And Israeli politicians, Palestinian leaders, and international negotiators need to start to think out of the box to find solutions. But one thing is clear. Giving up land for the sake of peace never works. Peace treaties come and go, but you can't get your land back. If Israel gives up the land for peace, we will have no land and no peace. The current borders of Israel are too small to divide between two nations. They are not large enough to provide strategic positions and security for two countries. Once we establish that land for peace does not work, there are still options. Dr. Moti Kedar has a great idea of creating emirates between all different local Arab clans, just like they have in the UAE. There would be the Emirate of Hebron and the Emirate of Yericho, etc. I've spoken to some of the big Arab families and they like the idea. I myself have been a big proponent of the new state solution. Build the Palestinian state, but where is it built? There are really only two options. Build the Palestinian state in Jordan, which is anyway 80% Palestinian, or build the Palestinian state in the Sinai Peninsula adjacent to Gaza. The Sinai Peninsula is currently almost empty. If you are an Arab living under the failed Palestinian Authority in Ramallah or under Hamas terrorists in Gaza, wouldn't you rather have your own plot of land in the Sinai Peninsula with drip irrigation farms in a free democratic Palestinian state? We need to think out of the box and find solutions. The Jewish people were exiled from our land for 2,000 years. We came back and have created one of the most forward-thinking democracies in the world. And now we need to maintain our sovereignty in the land and secure the Jewish state for generations to come. We're not about to retreat to indefensible borders for a short-lived peace. Let us build a lasting real peace with our neighbors, but let's do it in a way that actually works. This is PIJN News. 
I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bedsheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wouldn't dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes. Smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love My Slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. So there you saw Dr. Anthony Harper, our thanks to the Brigadier General from Israel. And we support Israel on this program. We want you to sign a petition today, which we can send to Congress if you visit PrayInJesusName.org. It's free. On the top row underneath the header, there's a row of petitions, pro-life, pro-freedom, pro-Israel. Click on that one and then sign our petition today. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org. We need your donations, large or small, to support this broadcast. This is a viewer-sponsored show. Can't do it without your help, especially this Christmas and your holiday giving. Would you remember PrayInJesusName.org? It's tax-deductible, PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us today at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.